Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 158 of Shades of Brown. Uh, this week, uh, we got bad mo- mobile it's stuff. A, it's oh, a wow. memorial for gamers. <laughs> a, a gamer <laughs> memorial. Uh, so we, we're going to start off with, uh, with some news that, uh, that was announced, uh, this week. Uh, LG announced that it is going to be exiting the smartphone business, uh, like fairly soon, right? Like they, they said that this was going to be, uh, like they're basically cool. winding it down, right? So I think it's sort of, they're just, you know, any phones are on the pipeline right to come out, but then after that, you know, it's just going to be existing skeleton staff for supporting existing phones. And then, you know, I imagine probably sooner rather than later, you know, just all support will evaporate, uh, ev- evaporate, not vaporate. That's not even a word. Will evaporate. And then, you know, ultimately we'll get to a point where every LG phone is now e-waste. So uh, they're going to exit by uh, July 31, 2021. So that's, that's not a, that's, that's pretty, that's not far away. Uh, so they have been losing money, uh, the, on, on the mobile division, uh, for 23, consecutive quarters uh which means that they have been it hasn't been profitable for them since 2014 so uh not surprising to say the least that i think everybody has has been expecting this to happen at some point where like it's lg has not been doing well in the mobile market for a while and the writing was like pretty much on the wall it was just a matter of time before somebody at lg decided that it's it's not it's not worth it to keep investing Money into this, uh, in, in, in 2020, uh, their, their new CEO, like, promised that they would try to, like, make the mobile division profitable by 2021. Obviously, that did not, did not happen. Uh, so here we are. Uh, so what, so what, like, the LG Rollable is the last announced phone, right? Like, is what it's gonna have, like, is that gonna come out? Like, or, like, is that not gonna, like, is that just gonna be vaporware now? Like, it's, it's never coming out. I mean, I guess, honestly, it hit, it depends on if it's hit the manufacturing lines or not, right? Like, if it hasn't hit the manufacturing lines, it probably will never come out. But if it has, you know, you might see it somewhere in the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm thinking it probably won't come out at this point. Like, it's probably not. Uh, so, so this, this is like an interesting time to talk about LG, right? Like we've made, we've talked about LG phones on this podcast before. We have made the thank you jokes, right? Uh, so many thank you jokes. Uh, we've talked about the LG. Did we talk about LG G6? We, I think we mentioned yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, we have. I think, I think like we, our history of LG is that, you know, I think we have talked, I think we talked about every major LG phone. Every time something weird LG does, we've just, we've thrown it in because it's always, it's great fodder. Because I would never buy one, but I'm absolutely down to talk about whatever the fuck it is that they're doing with the wing. Remember the wing? Yeah, we like and the with the wing, the wing where you where you the there's two screens and one of them can flip, like you can rotate it rather, uh, like horizontally and vertically, right? You can rotate it and it will it will change orientations, like like you know. I, I'll give LG this right. LG has always seemed to try to try to like like. Try different like physical form factors, right? Like they have been pretty like a lot of unique stuff has come out of LG, right? And, uh, obviously, none of it has really succeeded, right? But they they have kept trying a new like trying to differentiate in this market, right? Like they've tried to, for example, the LG G5, right, with the uh, with the more modular system, right? Like that's an interesting idea, right? Like that is a cool idea that 
didn't really go anywhere, right? Because like it it proved to be like not like it, LG didn't really have enough mindshare to be able to sell that, and it, as a consequence, like that didn't like it, it didn't go anywhere. Um, but the idea itself is not really uh, is a bad one. Um, what else? Like the uh, the G Flex. I think that one was just a bad idea for the start, right? Like the G Flex. What's the point of I uh, what a phone that flexes? Um, no, it wasn't a flex. Remember, it was just the banana shape. It was a fixed curved OLED screen. Remember, it's a curve to your phone when you're on phone calls. It's a weird flex, but I thought it was okay. That's disgusting. I'm blogging off. Goodbye. It was good seeing y'all. Uh, so my, I have like, I haven't, I've used a couple LG phones previously. Uh, my first, uh, feature phone, as they're called these days, right? Uh, back before smartphones were a thing, uh, was, a was a LG Shine. Um, it, it was, it was supposed to be like, uh, it's a flip phone, like trying to look kind of kind of like a motorola racer but not really it's like a silver uh shiny little thing um it was back this was back when it, on 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 telus and this was back when telus was a cdma network so this was like a cdma phone that i had um so that 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 was my first ever phone um and then my the first smartphone that i actually bought myself was the uh nexus 5 the lg which was made by now which was made by lg and let me tell you, like the Nexus Five. Let's be honest, right? Like, like I think enough time has passed that we can like get past the kind of rose tinted nostalgia for the Nexus Five. I think that was just not a great phone overall, like from like a specs perspective or like a fe- like a feature perspective. The camera was shit, right? Like a lot of it with the battery life was not great, but the price was unbeatable, right? Like it was like at the price point it had it released, it proved to be massively popular. Right. Like it just, like that, that's why I was able to buy it because at that price point, I was able to afford that device. And it was like it, regardless, regardless of the camera being shit or like the battery life not being great, like it, it, it had all, like everything else was pretty all right. Like it was fine otherwise. Uh, and it, for the price point, you couldn't really complain too much. Uh, but as, as we'll t- like, passion, like LG's phones have had, uh, hardware problems over the years right like that especially that era of lg hardware devices had the f- problem where uh the flash storage would fail like just like just straight up just die uh that happened to my nexus 5 after a couple of years uh it just like outside the warranty period it just sort of um like it just sort of like storage just stopped working and the phone wouldn't boot anymore and you couldn't reinstall the os or anything because the storage uh, the flash storage was dead um, the Nexus 5X, I never used the Nexus 5X. I think that one also had like hardware problems. I think the, uh, LG G series of phones also had, uh, hardware problems, right? Like the V10 or was it the V20? Uh, like, yeah, the G4, the V10, the G5, V20, and the Nexus 5X. These all had like the class, law, class action lawsuits about the boot loops, uh, that would happen on these devices, right? Uh, so I think a lot of a lot of the Nexus devices did because remember too the Nexus Seven had the same problem where flash yes was I had failed. a Nexus Seven oh I forgot about the Nexus Seven you just reminded me like yeah. I had a Nexus 7. storage failed uh, on the, as well the oh EMC the storage on it yeah the storage on it was so bad like after a while even if the storage didn't fail it would get horrendously slow like the storage was just so it would get so bad like just just 
the, using the, the operating system was basically uh, like uh, like not doable because it's just so slow. Uh, like it, it, like LG has had these sort of storage related and like like hardware related problems, uh, which has certainly not helped them, right? Like you sort of, I think this is the problem was that it's not that LG didn't try to make, I uh, like LG didn't have good hardware ideas or whatever. I think the problem here is that over the, like over so many of these phones that if it was just one phone, that would be one thing, but like a series of phones that had these, boot loop issues enough to cause like a class action lawsuit like that sort of thing sort of lingers like it just follows you even if you don't have the issue right like it's it's sort of like just you can't shrug it off like lg couldn't just lose that reputation like they sort of got the reputation of being a a, like a manufacturer with like like phones that are like likely to die within a couple years or so like just just randomly or whatever like that 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 surely couldn't have like Ever well, them. and I think on the software side too. Let's let's not let's not act as if LG had good software because let's be real. Every single LG phone that ran an LG skin was fucking garbage. It, I've all I had a couple LG Android phones and they all had terrible skins. Do you know Do you know how you, you how an LG phone gets good? You put Cyanogen Mod on it back when it was called Cyanogen Mod, right? You basically um if you if you got a unit that didn't have those you know failure issues, right? Say you got one that wasn't subject to it because many people did as in. And so you get one in and you start using it. That quad deck ain't worth it unless you're using engine mod, right? Because a built-in LG software, I always felt like it was buggy, slow. Like, I think LG phones were one of the main reasons that Android has a reputation for, like, you know, it just gets slow over time. Because it's just software just gets buggy. It's just, it isn't the QA. I think the QA process in general for LG's devices were never great. No, it's, I, I, I think that's the thing. I think the only reason I l- liked the, like the Nexus 5 worked because it was, while the hardware was not great and, and like it, it had Google software, it had Google Android on it, right? And that meant that at least the software was not, uh, like a horrible mess, right? Like at least the software is not garbage, right? Like I like Google, I, I like, uh, like uh, not everybody likes the way Google does Android, but like at least I think, it was it was a tear above what LG could do at that point, right? Like, and that that was the reason I think the Nexus Five worked even more was that it, its software was not tarnished by LG's inability to make good software. Uh, like that that's the reason I think the Nexus Five is more beloved than any of the other LG phones that to exist. Uh, I know people really like the the V twenty and stuff. Some people really want that quad DAC stuff. Some people really like that. Uh, it's it's a niche feature. For sure, and uh, it's it's not like anybody else is marketing their phones with having a quad deck, right? Like that's it's it's LG's middle. I mean, but those are useful features, right? Like for a specific market, like I think that actually makes sense. But the, I think the problem is is that the the V series of phones was always their super high end one, right? Like they had stainless steel bands, they had all of that, so it's never cheap to manufacture, right? So that that would be like the equivalent of like the pro line of an of the iPhone, right? And as if you look at any sales breakdowns of iPhones, what do you see? Pro phones are not the best selling. It's like the the twelve, the regular one, right? Yeah. And the thing is, LG never had like their high end wasn't big. They weren't big enough to sell enough of the high end, right? Like they're not Samsung. Yeah, they like the G three, G four, probably is one of their best selling ones, and it kind of went downhill from there. Are you remember beforehand the Optimus line? Remember. Optimus G became the G series, and then the G series led on to the V series, right? So, as originally as the Optimus, like if he, let me actually pull up, so I can pull up a photo of the LG Optimus. 
because I remember it was that was like one of the first like there when they started foraying into into Android. Yeah, yeah, the Optimus. It was their Samsung Galaxy clone. These ones literally looked like boot like like go Google a photo of a of a um, LG Optimus phone, and it just take if you take off the LG logo, it's like a fucking Galaxy S two. Oh yeah, 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 no, no, that's 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 uh that's oh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a Samsung clone right there. Yeah, uh, and that's the other thing, right? Like uh, like for a while there, LG was trying to chase the Samsung dragon, right? Like they're trying to like like try to be Samsung, which is like which it, which seems like doomed to failure right? like if you're trying to copy a competitor and your competitor is already much better than you like it's it's never a good time right like you you're gonna you're gonna be behind all the time and that's why i think when lg tried to do more gimmicky stuff it seemed like they were trying to go away from that sort of mentality of trying to copy samsung and try to do their own gimmicks but by that point, I feel like their reputation had just gone down the gutter because of these these hardware problems that they could never could recover, like like recover enough mindshare to to make money on 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 these phones, right? Like it's not like the LG V twenty was an ugly phone, right? Like it's like I'm looking at pictures of it, right, from the review, like the 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 twenty sixteen review of the of the LG V twenty, and it's a nice looking phone, but like it's that's not gonna help you when everybody thinks your phones are bad because they keep failing. Uh, so. Also, you remember so, that so. one LG phone that had the fucking weird reading your veins in your palm gestures? Excuse what? Wait, what? You don't remember? Uh, Was it the G8? I think I want to say. Let me see. It's G8. It had like a fucking hand gesture thing. Sorry, G8. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the G. Oh yeah. Yep, yep, yep. G8. Look up the LG G8, and there is a uh, sorry LG G8 Thin Q, and there's a hands-free like it's like those solely sensors, but even worse from the fucking Pixel Four. It's bad. It's bad. See, this is the problem. I'm okay with experimentation, you know? Make stuff like the wing, because Lord knows we need more phones that flap and floop and do all of that. But they just never made a phone, you know? Like, they never really, like, made one great phone that they could sell in bulk to finance the rest of their weird endeavors. Exactly. So they said they never have, like, the S, like, the Samsung has the Galaxy S series. They never had that. They never quite succeeded with, like, copying the success of, like, something like the Galaxy S S series of phones. Like, a phone that will sell is stable. The design is not radical, right? But it, 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 it iteratively improves over the years. They never had something like that. They kept trying different things and it didn't quite like succeed right it's quite unfortunate but uh this is this is where we are uh i I, i'm not like like i'm not like too nostalgic about like the nexus 5 was fine but like i'm not like uh, the nexus 5 was also mostly coincidentally but coincidentally the last android phone i used um which uh which probably tells you how long it has been since i've used android uh it's, uh, so, so there's that. Like it, that has actually nothing to do with uh, with it being an LG phone. It just I decided to buy an iPhone uh, as my next phone, and then decided to not buy an Android phone after that. Um, so, so there's that. But uh, so, so I don't know. LG is gone. I I don't know if anybody like I know people are like a little bit sad or whatever. Like there's a lot of like a little bit of like nostalgia going on. You know. But like, I, will anybody really miss LG? Like, is 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 it going to be missed in the mid range market or in the lower end market? Is, I I don't know. Well, there's uh, two. I think there's two lines of thinking at this. There is the, is it bad that we now have one less player in a smartphone market? Absolutely, right. Like objectively so. Objectively so that it is worse to have less players because we're slowly creeping more and more towards a um, Apple Samsung duopoly with 
especially now that Samsung 2 is rolling out their A line in mass for the US carriers. And because LG is gone, if you're a T Mobile, if you're a Verizon, you're a Sprint, you're probably just going to say, okay, we'll push those Samsung A phones, right? As our low end phones for, you know, our budget lines or for, you know, our lower cost MVMOs or whatever. So I think there's be a lot less um, diversity in the market because a lot of because of course there's still many companies making phones, but um, in these in so this is actually a Canada thing too. In these North America we live in, um, that doesn't work. Um, I even though even though Canada still like allows Huawei to do business with Canadian companies, I think for optics, no Huawei phones don't Huawei phones don't really like I. I feel like Samsung obviously still dominates the market. Like even the mid to lower end market. Like LG, I would imagine LG dominated like sort of the mid range of devices. I, yeah, and like, like some budget as well. Yeah, but like what I was saying is, is just that like if if you're like a Huawei and you're trying to roll a North America operation, if you can't sell to the U.S., why bother Canada? You know, like because then you you like specifically have to like go to Vancouver for your ports and stuff. It just seems like a bigger you know expense. So I imagine these those Chinese manufacturers that can't sell in the U.S. won't even bother with Canada. So Canada as well is probably just going to be like, you know, no LG. Well, I guess, you know, TELUS or Rogers or wherever is just going to push for those low-end Samsung phones. And because who else is there? You got like, what, Google? No carrier. I mean, I guess T-Mobile now is a Pixel deal. But, you know, no one who's walking into a Bell store for their, to get screwed over on a contract is picking up a Pixel, you know? No, they're, they're picking up a Samsung phone. That's like a guaranteed 100% of the time it's going to be a Samsung device of some kind, right? Like if you're a higher end customer, you, you get something like the S series, right? If you're, if you're a lower end on the mid range, you get a, like the A series of phones, right? Like so Samsung has, Samsung has cornered mar- like every, every market at this point, right? Uh, so in, especially in North America from a mobile perspective, like, it's hard for other other manufacturers to make any entry, like the way like it's hard to get the sort of carrier deals, those marketing deals and stuff. Like it's it's uh, it's essentially a duopoly. Like it's it's not, but also like it really is a duopoly in the sense that the mass market is a duopoly, right? Like the obviously, and even if Google gains like traction, right, it's still it'd be another duopoly, right? Instead of just like a Samsung, it'd be Apple and Google, which I don't know if is a better play, right? I I, I feel like swapping, even if like say. Pixels blew up for some reason, probably because of political reasons, right? I could very much imagine a world where um, these United States are just fucking like, yeah, we want only domestic phones, you know, to be used, even though they're made outside the country. But we could ignore that. We only want domestic manufacturers and software to be used, right? So I imagine there's a world where, like, for some reason, Google phones blow up here. But like, what? Then you just you're swapping one problem for another. You know, it's still less diversity in general. Yeah, it's 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 not great. Uh, and uh, how it affects the rest of the world, that's what I'm curious about. Like, how how did LG fare in, in Europe? How did LG fare in the Asian market? Like, I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm curious well, about. Well, I mean, I the know. Asian market's not big. It's just Xiaomi, Huawei, Oppo, right? With the Redmi lines and those other ones in, like, India and other places like that. So I think, I don't know if LG was, really was a player there. Europe, I think, is a different story. Because I feel like every person on Mastodon I've ever spoken to always has, like, an LG phone running Lineage OS for if they're from Europe. Like I, that's just, I, I feel like we have listeners who have used who do use LG phones. If you, if you're one of them, feel free to reach out. Like, well, like, do you still use LG phones? Do you have an LG phone? How do you how do you feel about the situation? Um, you are know, you European? More importantly, are, yeah, are, you, are you are, are, are you European? <laughs> are you like even if you're if you're even if you're in North America, are you using an LG phone? Like, what do you what are your plans? Like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, what's your game plan? Are you just gonna? Are you going to give into the Samsung life? Are you getting that Pixel 4a? Because, I mean, a Pixel 4a is still a good deal. 
Um, it has a headphone jack. I don't know if it has a quad DAC, but you could USB-C it to a regular DAC. Because Fido actually, Fido sells like a little um, USB dongle thing. And I've actually heard it's like really fucking good. The Fido DAC you can get. Because it's like it looks like the um, the iPhone Lightning 2 headphone adapter, right? And it's like it's just it's a little bit bigger than that, but it's USB C, and I've heard good things about it on the uh, hip hop or sorry, not hip hop. Yes, the hip hop head subreddit. No, the headphone subreddit. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, like what? Like what are people like? If anybody's using an LG phone, like, are you just gonna keep using it until it like dies? And then what? What are you gonna do? Like, uh, like are you gonna buy a Samsung? Like, I guess people might not have made that decision. But if you have like an LG phone that's falling apart, like, what? Like, what are you planning on doing? Like, are you where? Where are you going? Are you planning on like? If you're staying on Android, like, where, like, where are you going? Uh, that's that's what I'm curious about. Like, who who is the replacement for LG? Like, if you're in that sort of mid to low end, uh, mid to low end sort of market for Android, like, it has to be Samsung because I mean, OnePlus doesn't sell low end phones in the US. The Nord is only in Europe right now, right? So, I mean, you and I don't know. I I mean, it's because mm, I guess you could in theory go to Nokia. I think Nokia, you can still get some of those. I mean, it's not real Nokia, right? It's HMD rebranded as Nokia. But I think, like, I was in a Verizon store, I know, the other day, and I saw, like, there's the LG side that Samsung, like, I mean, Samsung and iPhones, right, take the main display, and then there's, like, a weird corner of LG and H and Nokia phones, and that was it. Because what other manufacturers are there? Motorola, okay, maybe Motorola, but I think Motorola mostly sells unlock phones now, or, like, the, you know, the the Moto line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, yeah, the prepaid. Probably right pre- to the prepaid market, right? Like that's the sort of market they are in. Like Motorola is not. Motorola is like in the in the low end, low range market, uh, for sure. Like I feel like that's what they are. Not like they make bad phones. I feel like that market is needs good phones for sure. Well, so, well, Motorola has uh, been really fucking on software support. Same thing with Nokia, right? That's always that's always a problem when you go for Motorola. Is that so? What they do is they ship phones with last year's Android version and promise one major update. To get you to the technically current version of Android that the phone decided not to come with, so you really don't get an update, right? You just get brought yeah. up to being current, which is like kind of fucked uh, up. Yeah, that's so. Uh, rest in peace to LG's mobile business. Uh, they're gonna go back to making whatever, like whatever the fuck else LG makes, like washing machines and the CX OLED, best gaming TV out there. <laughs> TVs, yeah, sure, yeah. I think I think sometimes people forget that LG is uh, is a large conglomerate it's not a small company by the way it's it's they make a lot of shit uh so yeah they're, they're not going anywhere uh but just the smartphone part of it is is is, is done uh so and i mean honestly that. they're still making money on mobile phones because they supply displays it's like samsung at lg right it's literally you either get your screen from samsung or you get it from lg there is not anyone else who's supplying displays to phone manufacturers. Yeah, just 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 making phones by themselves for them is it hasn't been profitable since 2014. It's like Sony, so, right? Like Sony, I'm surprised Sony has not exited the mobile market. To be honest, but they still make money off of camera sensors, right? I feel like Sony's going to exit the camera market soon. Like not camera market, the not why would they exit the camera market? They would exit the they would exit the smartphone market soon. Like I feel like that's that's the next one on the docket. Like it's it's I surely do not make it's not profitable for them to keep making these 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 mobile phones. Maybe it is. Maybe it's maybe they they're so expensive that the margin is so high that they do make some money off of it. Maybe who who the fuck knows? Uh, but Sony is like. Feels like it's gonna they're gonna leave as well soon enough. Um, they barely sell it in the in the North American market anyway. So I mean, do they even sell them in Japan? Like that's another one. Like 
That's a that's a good question. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know what the Japanese smartphone market is like. Uh, that's that's a Jim that's Ryan a, has paused making new phones for Sony because he's too busy focused on Western RPGs. I think that's that's the real next Jason Schreier article we should be on the lookout Jesus for. <laughs> that's speaking of bad bad phones. Uh, we we've got another gamer phone to talk about. Uh, well, talking talk about I guess is the wrong term to dunk on. More precisely, um, we've got the Lenovo. Let me just. Okay, make sure you got like a pen and a paper like to write this name down. Um, LG, so not LG. Uh, I, I don't want to dunk on LG. They're 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 dead, and we don't want to dunk on them. Uh, Lenovo Legion Phone Dual to Dual 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 Dual. Like I, that word is actually kind of hard. Uh, L, Lenovo Legion Phone Dual Two. Um, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I know we talked about the Asus ROG phone, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, right? Like that was the last gamer phone we talked about. It was, uh, like, you know, and we, we had some, we, we, we were, not, we were kind of positive on it, right? Like we had some, like, obviously it's like, like I thought the design was pretty good. Like from a, like the physical design was like visually, it was, it was nice looking. Uh, I cannot say the same for the, for the Lenovo, um, I'm just going to call it the Legion phone because I don't want to say the rest of it. Uh, the Legion phone, uh, it's ugly. Like, I, I don't know what, like, I, I know aesthetics are extremely subjective. And uh, like, every person has their opinion, but, uh, I, I just think this is ugly and garish and it, it just feels like it, it kind of, it just feels like somebody Googled what, ga- what, what, what gamer is into a Google image search and made a phone based on those. Uh, like I, 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 it's just, it's just ugly. Like I, like I think, I, I think we need to take a, a, a sidebar moment to talk about the real gamer identity crisis that's going on right now. Um, for the fact of, and that my mic totally peaked there. That's going to be fun in the edit. <laughs> that was a real peak. Uh, but the reason, so I don't think, I don't think there's any sort of organic actual gamer identity. I feel like RGB, the aggressive bullshit, um, energy drinks that probably are cancerous, all of that stuff, G Fuel, all of it is like, obviously a fair amount of culture is manufactured, but I think gamer culture, whatever the fuck that is, is 250% manufactured, right? No one ever asked for this, but they basically made this what... They, so they, they put like enough marketing out about this being a gamer aesthetic that is like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? The reason you get an RGB fan case is not because you think RGBs are cool. You might, but it's because that's what's all on the market if you go high-end, and after a while, you see all the streamers with that because that's what they're given for free, that it has now become what you associate it with, but it never was in the first first place do you know what like gaming was back in way back when real gaming was a fucking tiling window manager not this bullshit not what is this phone <laughs> what is this phone with the turbo charge has two USB-C ports who what is this aesthetic this thing looks it, it looks so fake this is like it looks like a bat like so for example let's say me and you were shooting a sci-fi movie someone hands it to me and be like no this is this is fake this isn't real no one would ever want to use this and this this is just I posted this take on Mastodon, but gaming culture is just e-waste. 
Gaming culture is actually e-waste. I think ships is a fucking plastic fan that clips on. Do you know what that fan's going to go? It's going to go into the trash. It is going to end up in a fucking landfill and never be recycled. That is where most of the bullshit peripherals with this. So, for example, it's not in the Arsenic article, but this phone comes with a case by default. Uh, oh, okay. Uh. Do you know what this case blocks out? This case is not, it doesn't cover the full back. It is like a weird sort of spider-shaped case. Okay. It's like, it's not even like full protection. Like, so what's the point of the case? It doesn't even cover all of it. No one's going to use that case. You just made this plastic thing that's going to be thrown in the fucking trash. Like, why, why does it even come with it? Why? Well, it, it, and more importantly, how repairable is this? If you take this phone apart, right? Like, what, what store is ever going to service this weird two battery system? Why is it non-conventional? For, for fucking PUBG Mobile, my dude? For Love Life School Idol Festival All-Stars? Do you, no one, it's not even, there's no games optimized for it. It just, this is, I, fuck this phone. You know, it's just, just fuck this phone. But with that, we should get into the specs of it, though. <laughs> and, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Before we get into the specs of it, I, 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 I opened the uh, Linus Tech Tips video on this, and, and like, he opens the box, and the first thing, the marketing text on like the on, on top of the box, it says "savage" inside. Um, I I just want to mention that, like that's that's where we are. That's the level of marketing garbage that we are. Like the, I I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to copy Intel's Intel inside marketing, but you can't just can't just like replace Intel with the word "savage" and then expect it to out of the work. Like I. I, I have so many questions. Uh, like, I, like, I look, look at look at the fucking look at look at it. It's just it is so. And the thing is, I'm okay with drip. I'm okay with drip. I'm okay with something on your haters. But who who you don't you pull us all at the club, my dude? I'm laughing at you. Well, first <laughs> I'm asking if you're vaccinated. Then I'm gonna laugh at you. You know what I mean? Like once you got once you get that vaccine and you go out to the club and you pull out the fucking Legion phone too, my dude. You get thrown off the rooftop bar. We just thrown you off. What is this? What is this garbage? And and there's some outrageous, you know, like for example. So while I love to talk shit about the Pine Phone, right? If I'm out and I see someone with a Pine Phone, that person fucks, you know? Like yes, <laughs> like you have a Pine Phone. I I that's a vibe. That's a mood. That means something. What does this mean other than you don't know how to budget for your fucking phone? Exactly. Like what does this like 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 if you have a Pine Phone? Like I, I we we can talk about Linux distros. Like if you have this, if you have if you have this phone, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, what am I going to talk about? Like, oh, are you standing in the one quarter of New York City where you can play Stadia because it's a 5G modem? Because what, what mobile games are you playing? Oh, PUBG Mobile? What, what are you going to do? What, what game are you going to play on this? Like, it is just, it's not a knock against mobile gaming. It's just that mobile gaming doesn't make, like, this is, you. Mobile gaming doesn't need this phone, right? Like, I feel like this. Right, because at the end of the day, what mobile gaming is this for is to take advantage of people who buy the Samsung A phones and to steal their money from them, right? Take advantage of poor people who only have a cheap Android phone as their only phone because that's what they can afford. And it's to basically empty their bank accounts to put them more into poverty. That's what mobile gaming exists for. That's gotcha, baby. This phone is not for gotcha. This phone is for so it just does it. Who? Who needs this? Okay, I mean, let's let's talk about specs then. So what what does this have? This has a Snapdragon eight eighty eight, so that's to be expected. It has uh twelve gigs of, of RAM, uh two fifty six gigabytes of storage. Uh, a 5,500 milliamp hour battery. Uh, Android 11 with, uh, Lenovo's ZUI 12.5 skin. Uh, that sounds bad, by the way. I, I don't know anything about Lenovo's Android skin, but, um, 
that that just the name itself it it, it feels like it, it's ugly i mean that name sounds like there's at least four zero days that would ever get patched <laughs> you oh <my> know God. <laughs> so it's it's a 14400s display uh with the 6.92 inch uh 2460 by 1080 oled um so that's like the like like the hardware like there's two usb c ports as you mentioned right like on either end of the phone there's two usb c i think that that one is i think the asus rg phone also had that uh where you had two usb c ports right i think i think the asus rg phone also had the same design i think it's because you have two separate battery cell uh compartments right two the batteries are separated and you can charge them separately uh, which is an interesting design. You can get Turbo Plus Plus charging, and it charges at ninety fucking watts. Do you do you know what else charges ninety watts? I think like sixteen inch Dell laptops, a seventeen inch Dell laptops, and a sixteen inch MacBook Pro. Um, I just we I I think there's a moment we should pause and talk about this charging system for the fact of I do not trust Lenovo on their second or like third phone attempt to make a battery that's safe. For the fact of that Samsung, which has way more experience making mobile phones, decades so, even outside of their Android ones, right? They had the Note 7 issue happen because they pushed charging too fast. I do not trust Lenovo to make a phone with a 90-watt charger because I do not trust them to have a proper heat distribution system or thermal management system. I expect I would buy this phone expecting it to be a ticking time bomb from that battery. I just do not. I would not feel comfortable using that phone for how fast that battery charges. Yeah, uh, that's, I, yeah, yeah, like, and, 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 and like, the thermals, like, I, I joked that Gamers Nexus should do a, a thermal, rev- like, a review of the thermals of this phone, but, like, really, like, you can't just put a, a fan, a tiny, tiny fan on the back of your phone and say that's your cooling system. And expect people to believe it. I guess, I mean, they, they probably think people will believe them, but like... No, no, no. People believe them because Lenovo laptops are usually so poor. Not the ThinkPads, but the other ones are usually so poor in thermal management that you have to get one of those coolers for your laptop. Uh, yeah, I... Those are I, bad, I, by I, the I, way. Like, as an actual, like, like, right now we're talking shit, but like, real talk, don't put a fan on the bottom of your laptop. That's not how airflow works. It, it, it's not, it's not what, how you want to do that if your fans, if your laptop's getting warm. Yeah, I, I, I like I, there's they have a very complicated design, like 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 a graphic of of what they're supposed to, what their thermal management system in this in this device looks like, and I'm just looking at this and I'm like, I like is does this even work? Like, is this even gonna do anything? Like, I don't know, and nobody's ever gonna actually review the thermal in this, right? Like, who's gonna review this? I mean, it's- and I think I think as well, it's like do arm why why arm processors. This is not the thermal management model. You don't there's a there's reasons why you don't need a liquid cool and arm processor, right? It's because they're built with on fly on the fly throttling in mind, right? Like it throttles depending on other factors based off what you're doing for it. For example, you're in a hot environment, your phone might throttle back because you're in a hot environment, right? But out in the summer day, you might not get the best performance, but that's just by design, right? And to put like this complex of a thermal system in there, it's like for for what? All you need is some good heat pipes, and and that's it. Like, because at the end of the day, like, oh my, this is did, so. I don't think the Ars Technica article mentions that this phone is meant for mobile game streamers. It's meant for people. Yeah, it does mention it. It does mention that uh, the Twitch streaming thing, right? Um, I think no, not in the Ars Technica article. The Linus Tech Tips one. He mentions it there. Oh but, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he says uh, Lenovo imagines Twitch streamers would use the landscape pop-up camera to live stream a cell phone game along with the camera feed. Look, uh, I I'm not like that. Actually, like doesn't seem like ha- that far fetched of an idea. That is the most coherent idea this phone has, right? I feel like if you had if this phone had any sense of a coherent like niche. Like that is, that is the most coherent it has gotten so far. Like I feel like, yeah, sure. Like if you had a, if you had a, if you had a Twitch streamer streaming mobile games, right? I, I could see that. But like at the same time, like I, that's also the power button is actually on top of the pop up cam, which, um, why? Uh, I, so many questions. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that is the most uh, that is an idea, but I I don't know if there is enough of a market there to justify this existence of this device. Like, I I, I don't know. Uh, yes, at least the Asus ROG phone, right? Like I said, like I'm comparing it to that because that's in the same market. Uh, and at least the Asus ROG phone had some interesting software ideas, right? Like the it, it, it didn't have the, it did it had a crazy, like, the two, uh, like, two battery, dual battery, like, and, and then, but it also only like a 65 watt ch- charger, only a 65 watt charger, Jesus. Um, but it, it, it wasn't like that crazy. Like, at least its software had more to, more interesting ideas than, than whatever, whatever Lenovo is doing here, which, which is surprising considering I don't really consider, uh, Asus to be, uh, like a really good software maker. Uh, but here we are. Yeah, this one is just e-waste, bro. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's, it's just garbage. Like, it's coming out in China in, uh, this month and in May 21. It, it, it's going to be, May 2021 is going to be available in Europe for about, uh, 800 euros, which is about 950 US dollars. Um, uh, and it says, the level says the door, is open for a U.S. launch, saying availability for North America is to be determined. I, I would I would venture to guess too, even for the Chinese market, where this is probably would sell the most. Take the latest Huawei P whatever line or Xiaomi is the Mi Mix, whatever they call. Whatever, I don't I honestly I don't remember Xiaomi calls their um Xiaomi rather calls their high end line. But if you took those phones, I honestly I would be. I would be shocked if this had marginally better performance, right? If there are any performance difference between like a like a P thirty, P forty, whichever is um, Huawei's latest phone, right? And you just you know, if it's just regular, you know, just vapor chamber, you know, thermal pipe system for distributing heat, I, I would I would be shocked if there's any difference in performance. Yeah, yeah, I I really I I, I think it's it's this this hardware design is just just like it's. It's tr- it's trying too hard to do something that it doesn't need to. Uh, try to sell a phone based on that, and I don't think it's gonna. So I, I don't know if this is gonna happen. Like, I, this, apparently, this is the second of these. Is this the second of these phones? Like, it's, it has a two. Appar- according to the name, it is. <laughs> yeah, I I don't actually know if it's the second of these, but uh, but that's it's 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 not it's not it's, not, it's like at least the Aces ROG has this fan thing, but it's like optional, right? Like you don't have to use it. Right, it's like an att- well. At least the Asus RG, they really realize that um, it needs to look like a regular phone and not this hot mess. And I feel like I feel like coming off of LG, there might be a disconnect being like, "Well, LG made weird phones, and you're positive about this. What about this?" And like the thing is, LG wasn't trying to push their wing. No one in LG made the wing saying, "Yo, that's it. 
they made it saying, hey, we're just going to try this shit and we'll see what happens. However, this is being posited as a real gamer phone for real gamers who need to, like, I don't know, fucking get some play Wild Rift and, and like, just drink nothing but G Fuel until it courses through their veins. You know, like, I... I don't. I I just I can't. I can't. I can't be on board with this gaming bullshit. You know what? I I think I think the best place to end it with this phone is as Steve from Gamers Nexus said, it's a waste of sand. It's a waste of sand. Hundred percent. It's a that's a it's a waste. Of, it's plastic. Waste of sand. Waste of every material that was used here. Uh, yeah. Do, do not buy this. Uh, please, <laughs> please do not buy. It. Um. So let's talk about uh. I don't know if it's like this is a, I don't want to dunk on it because I actually don't know anything about it. Let's talk about the Oculus Quest 2, which you bought because you had a, like a, like a gift card of some sort. So you bought this at a significantly lower than MSRP price, which what is the, oh, I literally paid, I paid 10 bucks for, for what is on it. <laughs> what is the MSRP price on this? 299, so 299 okay, US. 200. Okay. So 300. Oh, say 300. Um, so 300 US dollars, and you paid like what 17 dollars for it? You know, um, like 10. It was, it was yeah, no, it was 17 in tax. Yeah, I paid. I literally just paid tax on it. So basically, what happened is, so I switched to Verizon recently because I moved out to the woods, right? So no T-Mobile didn't give me any service, which is who I was using prior. And a part of it, Verizon was like, "Oh, you get a you get a 300 gift card for switching to us." And I was kind of like, "Oh, cool, I could pay my bill with that." And then I got it, and they're like, "Yeah, you can buy it, use anything on our store, but you can't pay your bill with it." And I'm like, "Well." I guess I'm going to have to find something from the Verizon store to buy. What the fuck do I need from a phone carrier store? So I was, it was either between this or three HomePods. Um, I, I, st- I, I don't know. I don't think three HomePods would have been to me. To be honest, this, at least this is, there's a novelty to this device, which we'll get to, right? Like, but yeah. And the thing is, because like I was actually considering buying a Quest when it came out, but I didn't want to, I don't want to do a thing, right? Where you buy like a piece of tech and you're kind of like, I didn't want to get another eGPU, basically, where I get this thing, I use it once, and I'm kind of like, this is a bad idea, and I'm stuck with it. So, I mean, 10 bucks in shipping, or 17 bucks in tax, you know, that's whatever. That is, that I will not be upset about if this ended up being a dud. So, I'm like, whatever, we'll get, we'll go for it. And I think, I think the first place to start off with is, like, prior VR experience, because I've never owned a VR headset. Um, I, unlike most people who are in VR, was was poor for most of my life, so I did not, I do not have, I never had like three grand to blow on a VR setup, right? Because VR is just like super expensive to get into. Like even nowadays, like a what's a Valve Index? A thousand dollars, isn't it? Isn't a Valve Index like? Yeah, it's not cheap, and it's not, it's not just the device, right? You have to have a, you have to have a, a, a powerful uh, computer, a PC, right? You have to have enough physical space to be able to have a room scale VR experience, right? Like. To be able to walk around comfortably and have enough space to do that, like that's not cheap either. Like VR is not cheap in any way. Like it's not just the hardware; it's like this physical hardware itself. It's also like the associated accessories that you need, the associated physical space that you need. Like it's not cheap in any way. So it's expensive all over the. Yeah, so I've never used any VR device, um, and like I, I have not. To use the PSVR or any of the cheaper devices as well. So I'm curious, like how 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 is the hardware? Let's start with that, I guess. Let's start with the physical hardware. Uh, like, what is it? Like, the, it's it's a uh, it's it ha- it comes with the headset, right, and two controllers, right? Uh, two like uh, two things that you hold with your hand. Uh, yeah, two two controllers uh, okay. and the and the headset itself. And with regards to feel, so 
we put actually, I put the Arsenic article in, and I like that article because it compares it to the last quest, and I have no reference point for it. So I actually didn't catch a lot of these points using it myself because it feels nice to me. Like the foam's comfortable. If it's snugly on your head, the band's comfortable enough. The controllers feel nice. They have good button feels. The thumbsticks literally feel like smaller versions of the Xbox controller thumbsticks. So good there. The triggers feel fine. They're light. The strap's pretty comfortable. They don't slip out of my hands. And it was accurate enough when I was using it. Um, so for me, as someone who's new to VR, this was, I didn't, you know, I used it for, for, used it for a couple of days. I have no complaints with it. But then if you go ahead and um, compare it to what Sam puts in the Arsenical article, um, it's very, it's a very different take because apparently it's worse than the prior quest. And yeah, to me, I did not, because it's so, this one has more of like an elastic band strap where the quest had like an, uh, an, uh, a dial on the back where you can, uh, or the first quest rather, had a dial on the back where you can um fine tune you know how it is how the uh, tension for the strap is and apparently the controllers were a little bit more precise and had grip had more of a grippy feel to it so i guess the way to put it is i guess compared to the quest one it's a downgrade but considering almost no one bought in general no one buys vr and this is probably the world's most popular vr product i i think you're fine with it i i you know if you read ars Seneca, you probably well i don't want to say you probably have enough money to get a full vr rig but if you're the kind of person of enough experience in vr to compare different headsets you probably can afford a valve index anyway so why even bother with the quest 2 the quest 2 is not meant to replace a valve index right it's meant to be standalone and for what it is especially for it all being 300 dollars, i think the hardware package is good enough um specifically so the display so the display to me i've used psvr like once or twice while tipsy to watch the kingdom hearts experience which even as I was telling Sack before the show, even drunk Kingdom Hearts in VR does not is any more comprehensible than when you're sober. <laughs> but um, but the screen itself is fine. I mean, sure, if I open a website, can I kind of see like that it's a little bit grainy for reading text and like because that's a web browser, of course, right? So if I go to like our Seneca start reading an article, is it, like the most world's ideal experience for that? No, but then again. Is that the purpose of this, right? Like, don't buy a Quest to go... To, don't buy an Oculus or a VR headset to go post on Mastodon with, right? Like, that's not that's not the use case for it. So, with browsing the UI, playing games, and watching VR video, is it fine? Absolutely. I mean, it is LCD, so I do notice that blacks aren't, like, you know, pure black, but that's fine. It's a good IPS LCD. Um, I so, so, and this is... I think this is a piece of my glasses. I don't think this is the headset where the ends of my peripheral vision start to get a little bit blurry and fringe a little bit but that's my glasses because that happens i have thick glasses because i have shit eyesight so that happens in the real world too that's not a vr thing so like for example if i look out the corner of my eye it'll start to like warp a little bit because of how thick my lenses are so that's not um so that happens to me in Oculus. i it's more noticeable right because it's vr right so i'm a little more aware of my peripheral vision and I mean, it's not, it's something I'm not going to dock the headset for because I know for a fact that it happens with my glasses in general. And of course, right, if I take off my glasses, I can't see anything. So, you know, there's, that's fine to me. I, I, I you know, it, while it is a little bit annoying, I just, I, I can't, I can't put that on the headset itself because I'm pretty sure for someone with better vision than I, they would not run into that problem at all. Um, and I think the, the something I do want to talk about is the speakers. So the speakers are on the plastic rail where the band like attaches to the headset. They're downward facing speakers. And while they do not have any real bass response, you know, like there's, you don't feel any thumping or anything. 
Um, it's like for uh, for Popstar by KDA. It sounds fine. You know, it sounds fine. Like they're clear. They get loud. They don't distort um, anything but bass. I feel like they reproduce reasonably. And they also have great stereo separation, which I think is even more important for a VR headset. Because you need positional audio, right? So if you're playing a game and you turn your head, right, you need it, you know, to, to get the immersion for it, right? You need positional stuff. If something needs is mixed in the or in is in the mix rather to be behind you, you need it to sound like it is behind you. And I think they do an immaculate job at doing that. So of course, right, if you want better audio, you could always get headphones because there's a headphone port. And um Watchek actually sells like headphones that are specifically made for the headset, which basically means they have like a, a, a different style cord that doesn't get in the way, right? So it's like shorter, but that's because it, the earbuds split off and they, you know, it's meant to just go around your head and go into, you know, your ears, but without, you know, messing with your vision or getting in the way when you're playing VR. So there are heads, headphones you can plug in if you want more private audio or if you want that, you know, if you want that thump and bass when you're blasting KDA, KDE, KDA, whatever the fuck they're called, KDA, KD slash A. Please do not, do not disrespect KDA on this podcast. Hold on a minute. Please do not simp for Riot Corporation, a games company owned by Tencent. Please, please don't. That's that's fair. But yeah, but get the, you know, you just get the headphones for it and you're fine um so yeah that's it i've i've liked the hardware at first the foam was kind of stinky but that's the thing with foam i feel like in general like i feel like that kind of foam just sometimes happens as part of the manufacturing process um also i did run into a little bit of discomfort where the foam like felt weird but i think the more i've used it and broken in that's happening less where like i guess it's like you know attached to your face and you know pressing in but i think after you use it for a little bit and the foam breaks in it isn't as uncomfortable so like, for example, I was able to play, I think I did two hours of Beat Saber today and it didn't get uncomfortable during that. You know, the headset stood, stayed put on my face. I'm jumping around, um, you know, and all of that. And it stood pretty snug and, you know, there wasn't any discomfort there. So all in all, considering I, A, I don't want to build a gaming PC. I refuse to build. I refuse. I am religiously opposed to building a gaming PC. <laughs> so I will never play with a uh, with a proper VR headset that is not, you know, someone else that I'm, you know, like a friend's house or whatever. I, so considering this is probably the only vehicle I have in a VR, it's a pretty good time. But once again, I imagine, you know, the Valve Crab Index headset thing probably is more comfortable, but it's also four times the price, 10 times if you consider the cost of the whole setup in it. So, you know, so only so much you can do there. Um, and I think I think the second bit to hop into, I guess, is the software experience before we talk about VR in general, because this is a Facebook-made product, which is, you know, something I feel like is important to mention. They did a good job with the software. Even though it's Android-based, is it laggy? Nope. Is it easy to use? Absolutely. So basically how it pulls up is there's like a bottom bar of quick controls, right? You can hop between different apps. You can open your app drawer. You can... um to toggles for like brightness and volume and all of that on this bottom bar and you can move it around the screen right so if you don't want it in one place you want it to say in like the top left of your view you can do that and it's smooth the load it's never had any drop frames i think the only experience out of it lagging out is that i um facebook went down the day i got it for like 20 minutes so because of the outage of course right the kid the headset got confused when it was trying to load like content from the store so whatever that yeah it's an outage it happens but at least browsing it locally, it's fine. And I think the UI interaction makes sense. Because basically what it is, is right, you can either use your fingers or the controller. And you're basically, um, think of like the Wii remote, right? You're pointing at things and clicking and dragging with it. 
And you use the thumbsticks, right, to, of course, scroll. And that and, and that interaction model makes sense. I, I don't have a problem with the UI. I think it's actually well done, surprisingly so, for a Facebook product. Um, uh, of course, though, the messaging component of it is tied to Facebook Messenger. So, you know, there's that. The only real qualm I have with the software is that sharing photos and screenshots, you can't easily grab them out of the app. Of course, there's a share button, but of course, it defaults to Facebook. And of course, there's a web browser, so I could just go to a website and do it. But like, I would personally love if it would be where, you know, I take a screenshot and I can just download it from the app, right, to share it off my phone. Like, that's sort of what I would ideally want, because I think like how the Xbox um, does it or how I think the PlayStation also does it. It's just it's the easiest way to go about it. Because I mean, of course, I can plug it into a computer, right, and pull off screenshots that way. You know, it's USB-C. So, so yeah, it's USB-C, right? Like, and, and this is the sixty-four gigabyte model, right? Um, okay. So what, like, I like, uh, can you like transfer? I don't know if you tried this, but can you like transfer like video files to it um, via via the USB connection? Like, is there like a file map? Like, what happens when you plug this in? Like, is it load up as like a like as like a sort of USB storage device? Like, uh, like what does the USB thing do? Like, is it just... It's an Android device, so it's the exact same process as an Android device, right? Okay. 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 Uh, so just that means that if you want to store videos, you probably want to get the higher storage option, right? Like, I feel the... Okay. Right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, you can, of course, stream it, right? It has, like, Netflix and other... And YouTube and other streaming apps, you know, so you can do that. Um, I mean, I would say just because of the display, it's not... YouTube's fine for it, but I think you more run else run into is that bitrate becomes a problem because it's still rendering it in VR, right? It's not as simple as just, you know, put all the GPU resources towards rendering a video. So I have found that YouTube won't stream in 4K, right? You can't get like the highest quality streams just because of the fact that it's doing other stuff. But then again, I think for most people who are not me, right? <laughs> people who are not me and aren't picky about their screens and video bitrate, you probably won't notice because it's it's fast, it works. YouTube experience makes sense for um, but yeah, local video. You might want to, you know, I wouldn't buy the Rift for, you know, watching like anime on. Like, no, <laughs> like I like, don't. Like, that's not the, the don't Ugh. put your don't put your pirated anime Blu-ray rips on on the fucking Oculus Quest. That's not that's not the play. Yeah, that's that that's that that seems like a bad idea in general. Yeah. Um, so like uh, I, this. Seems, I think this is the, the one thing about uh, this. It annoys me that this is a Facebook product because otherwise I would consider buying it actually. Like, I don't have a Facebook account and I'm not really like, I'm not going to like buy this and then have to create a Facebook account to use it. Like, I, like, it seems uh, kind of annoying. That's the only reason it's, yeah, it's no, right. You're right. Cause it's really good. Like, it's really good. I have very positive impressions with it. I have not had a bad time with it yet. Outside of certain things we'll talk about, that's not, I don't think it's the device's fault. I think it's just because people are shit online, but that's a different part of it. And that's that's the thing. If because it's it doesn't like I mean it's owned by Facebook, yes. Like for example, if I say the words "Hey Facebook," my Oculus Quest will light up. I could turn that off. I don't have it turned off right now. I probably should turn it off. But right, you could do like voice commands and stuff like that, right? And yes, it's creepy with the privacy policy. At the same, I have no other alternatives, right? If I wanted to get into VR. Outside of being far richer than I am, or selling like my MacBook and putting all my money to a gaming PC, which I'm still not going to do, so it's it's sort of a I I it is a problem, but it is also not a problem to me at least. Like I think it depends because I already have to have a Facebook account because chat app Discord is here. So yeah, so if you already have a 
if you already have a Facebook account, I I can see like the like I can see like like you can just use this with not, not worrying about it. Like if you don't have a Facebook account, it seems like a like a little bit of a dicey proposition, uh, personally. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, you can also use it as a desktop VR headset, right? So there's that there's that sort of out where you use the Oculus Link, right? And just hook it up to your PC and use it for regular VR, you know, in Steam VR or whatever. So that is at least an alternative there. But yeah, no, I, I guess while I, I don't I don't think it's worth it to go on the Facebook conversation because you're either okay with it or not, right? Like, I, there's not much nuance with it, and I don't mean that in like a in a way that's like disrespectful to the audience, but more of just like, well, if you look at this and you see what what it has on its website, and you're like, well, I have a Facebook account, so why not? Or you're like, I don't want a Facebook account don't make a facebook account for it right like i think that's the recommendation there if you have one sure if you don't don't make it for it it's not vr is not worth you know whatever it is to you for the reason that you don't use facebook right now to begin with right right so let's talk like let's talk about like what's like what vr software you have used other than like the operating system like like what uh, what games what what vr like let's talk about vr chat i guess uh since we're here uh so how no, was- i think actually i think echo vr is one i want to start with so Echo VR is another um, VR chat like one, but so Echo VR is you're in like a zero gravity space station. There's like a frisbee sort of stock soccer st- or uh, ultimate frisbee style game you can play in it, and some other cool stuff. And so here's how it went: I downloaded it because it's free to play. So I'm like, you know, I know it's probably a bit of bullshit micro- uh, monetization, but you know, I just want to download a couple of VR things, get familiar with it before I buy a game. So I downloaded it, I launched it. It had this really great tutorial where it shows you the movement, right? Um, I should say for context, actually, I have a bedroom that's big enough for VR. So, like, I basically, I'm able to make a room scale one where I can walk around in it. Like, I was actually going to buy a sofa and a TV for the Xbox, but I'm kind of not. I'm reconsidering that because I do have enough room right now. Um, I It's like five by five feet, I want to say, like a yard by a yard. Like, I have enough room to do a room scale and walk around where, you know, it won't be uh, a bad time. So, with that, so I set up the room scale one, which I know I'm getting away from the game. Actually, I do want to talk about that setup process for a moment because it's super cool. You basically put one controller on the floor and with the other controller, you draw what your room is. So it basically, it turns on the cameras right, to show you a, a view of your room and you just draw with the other controller, right? What you want it to be. So I, of course, just lined up the walls and it'll tell you, it, it throws up a barrier in the game saying, hey, you're getting too close to the wall. And if you peek your head through it, it'll basically t- pause the game and switch to a real life view so you can see what you're seeing or see what's going on outside. So it's very, it's actually very, I feel like it's a, that's the, probably the safest way to do room scale. So I, I very, I, I do like that. I think it's a really nice and, and cool way of doing that. But so back to the game though. So I set up my room scale setup, went ahead and started doing it. And the, uh, the tutorial was great. It's like, okay, you're in a space sh- station. You can grab onto objects and throw yourself forward, right? In gravity. And you can pause, you know, you can sort of slow yourself down with these thrusters or you can do like an Iron Man thing or you have a speed button where you can like shoot yourself forward. And it was a great interaction model. It then took me into the little Frisbee game. It's like, here's like a toss one. You can catch it this way. You can punch opponents to block them, right? You can do other cool physics model stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I, like, I was down for it. I'm like, wow. Because the movement felt great. Like, their physics, what, however they did their physics engine, it was like spot on, right? For, for being like, for just feeling good. So I'm like, yeah, I'm down for this. Great. And then I get into the full, the first lobby and it asks you by the way it's like hey this is social experience do you want push to talk do you want your mic off and do you want other players mics off like pick a, it makes you pick one before you go in so i actually i think it's a really great way to do it too so he me of course i don't want my mic on by default 
So I just turned it off. I'm like, yeah, no, I will manually turn on my mic if I want to. Thank you for asking me. But I was also like, okay, I'll leave other players on because what's the worst, right? Because it's proximity-based. If I'm not close to someone, I can't hear them. So I'm like, you know, well, just to see what it's like, right? What's this culture behind this game? You know, we'll do it. And then so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm moving around. And I immediately walk up to some people. And the first thing I hear is I hate fat queers. And I just uninstalled the game. I'm like, that's what this is. That's that's what this is. And that is also how VR chat went. Except I picked an anime girl. And it was actually really cool because I just stood in front of a mirror, right? And played around, like, you know, moving around and stuff. Um, I think VR chat actually is really good because it can track your hands, right? So it can track my fingers. Um, so upper body tracking was great. Obviously, I don't have the cameras. So only when I walk around, right, will my legs move. So I get it, right? Like, it wasn't, like, super um, 100% for my legs. So if I bended my knees or, like, I moved my foot, you know, left and right, obviously, it couldn't track it. That's fine. I know you need, like, the cameras for that kind of stuff. So I think upper body, too, is a little bit more important for immersion. So great. So it was good. And then I walked into a room VR chat and uh, an ender dragon tried to, get, tried to like, creep on me. And I was just like, I was like, what is this? And then Kermit the Frog walked up to me and asked if I wanted to fuck. And I'm like, well, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. What is this chat? So um, VR social stuff. As I learned by talking to the furries on Mastodon, thanks, by the way, y'all. They basically are like, yeah, private servers and that's it. Like public hopping is terrible. Never do public hopping. Uh, it uh, It was a bad time. Although... The afterwards, I was like, well, where's the horny visual novels at? Let's get on with that. Turns out there aren't any really. Yeah, there's like a visual novel, which is kind of cool, but it's not horny. Um, you have to sideload all the stuff. I guess Oculus doesn't. Oculus, unlike Steam, does not allow gross stuff in their store, which I guess is a positive, you know. But I was kind of like, I just wanted to be like, what what weird shit can I find? And it's all sideloaded. And it'll probably give me a zero day on my headset. So I'm not going to do that. Um Although there are some actual good games, though. So there's a, there's one by default. It's like an introduction to VR thing that Oculus made. It's actually really cool because it, it just it basically walks you through like the different movement interaction models in VR, right? You know, physics of picking up objects, throwing them. Also like a little shooter game. It's a very good like on ramping demo. But I think the 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 next game I tried was a uh, military shooter because I was like, OK, VR shooters, let's do it. So basically, it's like a CSGO kind of clone, right? But in VR, and it kind of looks like a Source 2 game. But I think it does it to maintain the high and frame ramp, so I understand. And it's fun. The shooting in it is fun, right? Because it's like a deathmatch team shooter thing, right? With like guns and the whole interaction model of having to manually reload guns and pop in clips. It's fun. I mean, is it like problematic as Call of Duty and other games are? Absolutely, of course. But for the physics model and for shooting, it feels fun. So whatever. I'm fine with it. Um, but I, and I just got it this morning. Beat Saber. Jesus fucking Christ, is Beat Saber great. Beat Saber is reason enough for me to keep this headset. Like, like, like real talk. I, I very much enjoy Beat Saber. I think it is great. Um, so, lore time. I played way too much Guitar Hero as a kid. Like, I got, I would just like Guitar Hero. Like, you know, I play Destiny right now. Like, Destiny is my go to game. That was Guitar Hero when I was younger. I got extremely good at Guitar Hero. I enjoyed playing it, getting add-on music packs, right? Like, it was just fun because it's like a mix of two things I love, like great music and also like gaming, right? So, you know, it was a good time. And Beat Saber is that exact same feeling. It was so easy to pick up. Like, it, it makes sense for the interaction model. And, and I know this is also a, a hit of it for accessibility. It's also a great workout experience. You know what I mean? 
I, I know that like there's there's accessibility problems with VR in general. So I guess I don't want to be too positive about it because of, of that. But movement just feels so good. You get a nice workout going because you're jumping, you're squatting, you're like you know throwing your arms around trying to hit the notes. You, you know, you're, you're it, it's it just feels great to move in. Um, there's good music, right? You got some Porter Robinson tracks. Once again, you got that that KDA. You know, it, you got some good music. Um, there's optional music packs you can get. You can get like BTS, some other stuff, right? Um, they have other artists. So I'm I, I was really having fun with it this morning, and I I think be I, I think it's it's one of those things where for a gaming system, right? It, all it really takes are like two games that are. It's fantastic for you to justify the purchase, I feel, right? Like, for a Switch, Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing, you're good. Like, sure, there's maybe more software, but I feel like there's like a two, three game limit where, uh, for regular people who aren't super into gaming, right? Like, people buy an, uh, an, a PS5 for FIFA, Call of Duty, and they're good, you know? Like, they have fun with those, and they're good. And I think the Quest hit that threshold for me of two or three fun games, whatever else is whatever else, but at least for that, plus the built-in software and what it offers... I'm okay with this. Granted, I also paid 20 bucks for it. So there's a difference, right? Like keep that caveat in mind. I actually didn't buy it really. <laughs> but for the experience I had though, I will keep it an active rotation because Beat Saber is just so fucking good. Yeah, Beat Saber, I've heard Beat Saber is actually like really fun. Like just 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 in general from other people as well. Like it's it's actually a really fun game. Uh, and it takes advantage of, of, of all this. Like it takes advantage of VR as a medium, really. Uh, so, so that's... Uh, so that... <sighs> I have, like, I, it's still, it's still the thing that I'm just, I wish this is not a Facebook product. Uh, I, I wish somebody else would make VR headsets like these, like standalone VR headsets that weren't shit. Uh, like, please, somebody, somebody make, make one. Well, I guess the question would be too, do you, do you have the space for it? Because you can do it stationary, but if you don't have the space for it, and I actually, let me, I can, give me a second. I will actually text you a photo of my room. So I could sort of draw, I will draw a circle around how big my space is. If you see where I, you see where like my router's at and that fan, obviously I move the fan away, right? But from the, the corner where the window's at all the way to the iMac and also on the bed, you see there's open space in front of the bed. I basically draw two boxes right for my VR play space and I walk around through there. So yeah. And I feel like if you went smaller than just from like the bed to the iMac, you would probably probably not not have a great time. okay so not, not ideal that's not I'm, I'm not i'm not like bothered by that but like that's yeah okay because uh, you do sitting and so sitting basically how it works is you just draw a circle around you in your chair um beat saber i'm not sure you i think you can you know it could work because you're just moving your arms right but i think for some of the other experience i think vr chat would also work the more social experiences right or some of the more single narrative games where movement isn't as big of a deal but that shooter game i don't think would work because you're sitting stationary and using the joysticks to move around, and I think you get motion sick from that. Sure, yeah, that's 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 there. Uh, I mean, that's uh, fine. Uh, I'm I'm just like it's interesting to hear those VR experiences, but I uh, it's gonna be a while before I can even try VR at this point. I think. Well, I mean, you could always get like one of those um, Windows Mixed Reality headsets. Those technically do work for Steam VR. Mm. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> as soon as you hear Windows Mixed Reality, everyone in the audience is just like creators update. <laughs> creators update. All right, let's 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 wrap this up. Um Oculus Quest 2. This is a three hundred dollar product. Uh just 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 so people are aware. Uh it is it is uh, it is it is three hundred dollars. If you if you, I guess the, the to wrap up the quest, 
if you can get it for 20 bucks like i did hell yeah <laughs> but for 300 <laughs> i mean and you already have a yeah you already have a facebook account you know uh it's for 20 dollars. like that's i feel like yeah that's that's a no-brainer uh to be honest so um uh, as always i guess uh, that's uh show notes on two shades of brown.com uh you can find me on sonicsafe.com um and on mastodon at uh 10 at packet can at 10 forward dot social and just so where do people find you on the internet so i was browsing the quest store and one of these games had a slogan that said watch your hmd get wet um i just wanted to put that out into the into the atmosphere because it's or to the world because that's very bad it's a bad tagline Apparently they're talking about emotions and not the other kind of wet, but still it's that's bad. That's bad taglines there. Um, besides that, I don't really have anything else. I just, I've just been playing VR this week. Um, so yeah, y'all can find me online at the fuck's my Mastodon handle. Oh yeah. It's at shows find at chitter dot X, Y, Z. And, uh, until next time where I think, I think it's finally time for the, uh, anime episode where we just talk about nothing, but, uh, Spice and Wolf for two hours. Goodbye. Oh my Jesus Christ. Bye. <laughs>